Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a March 23rd, Thursday, maybe March 24th, Friday edition by the time this goes up, edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, writer at the Associated Press, Blazers Edge, and former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's been a while. I uh, was dealing with, with some, some back pain. Back pain really sucks, uh, by the way. And uh, so... I was in it, unable to to make it to pod yesterday. Really sorry about that. But uh, I'm back. I'm recovered. I was at the game tonight. It was a big night for, for hoops in the state of Oregon. The Ducks, my Ducks, win in a, in a really tight game against Michigan to advance to the Elite Eight. Uh, and the Blazers, while you're here, while you're listening, had... Uh, not as tight a game, not as momentous a victory, but a win that they needed. Nonetheless, the Blazers defeat the New York Knicks tonight at home, 110-95. The Knicks came into the game shorthanded, but Portland really never let uh, the potential uh, upset happen. Uh, Damian Lillard what was a big reason why Portland really never let that upset happen. Lillard had 30. He had five assists, four rebounds, two steals. He was 9 of 17 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3, 8 of 8 from the line. So efficiency across the board from Dame as we've come to expect from him almost, uh, which you, know, you never want to say uh, that you expect it from a guy who's playing so well, but he has been that good uh, since the All-Star break. You never want to take it for granted, but he he's just been doing this on a regular basis. He goes for 30 again, and I thought in this one, uh, a game against the Knicks who were without Carmelo Anthony, without Derrick Rose, without Lance Thomas, I thought Lillard did a really good job of just never letting this game become a story and just making it kind of a boring win. And uh, Lillard's kind of seen these moments happen before. It kind of reminded me of some of the games that that Portland was able to win last year where uh, Portland really took advantage of uh, blips on the schedule or teams that were shorthanded or teams that were tired. And uh, they're 
the way Lillard played tonight really never let the Knicks get going from the jump. And uh, Lillard being kind of a seasoned vet now at this stage in his career five years in knows how these types of games can go. He's seen times where the team doesn't step up where they're they, they they take it for granted because there there are guys that aren't in the lineup and uh he really took that to heart tonight and he as he's done again throughout the all-star break has really just taken this playoff race to heart and uh he did it again tonight 30 points as i mentioned was phenomenal and and i thought really those first 15 points that he had in the first quarter to help the Blazers jump out to a 14-point lead in the first uh, were really uh, kind of that key sequence in the game. Obviously, there's lots of sequences. There's lots of runs in basketball, but I really thought that that first initial run, that Lillard spark, really helped the Blazers avoid uh, any type of drama in this game, and they need nights like this. Their, their, their schedule is condensed now, especially with that makeup game in, in Minnesota. Uh on, on April 2nd or April 3rd, excuse me. So uh, they really need to take advantage of some easy ones. And I thought that uh, Lillard really took it upon himself in this game uh, to to not let that happen. And uh, Lillard talked about that after the game tonight. And uh, here's what he had to say about the game and, and the approach and uh, to, to playing a shorthanded opponent and also their, their approach now uh, as they head towards these final a uh, few games of the season to try and catch Denver, get into the playoffs. They have uh, lots of games at home. They have one more game against Denver. And so uh, Dame talked about how he and the team are approaching uh, these final few weeks here. So here's what Dame had to say after the game. How would you describe that one? Uh, I mean, I thought we had a really good first half. Uh, I mean, it's a game of spurts. We didn't have... Uh, I guess the urgency that we would have liked to have in that third quarter, they went on a little bit of a run. But I mean, they're, they're NBA players. You know, they played at this level for a reason. And, um, you know, confidence is everything. And they saw a few shots go in. Um, got a little, they put a little stretch together, but I thought we, we still did a good job of keeping it in double digits and um, executing and kind of keeping our poise and, uh, you know, separating ourselves and getting a good win. With them having a lot of guys out, starting a lot of young guys, did you – Kind of see it. You wanted to get it off to a good start early at 15 first. Yeah, I mean, I, I know, I know how these games can go. Um, you know, you can come out and take for granted, understanding that, you know, D Rose and Carmelo, guys like that, not playing, uh, that you might think, all right, it's going to be an easy win. And I remember, I think it was my third year. Towards the end of the year, we played Utah, and everybody sat out, and they came in here and beat us. You know, I think Trevor Booker came in and had a huge game. We lose the game, so. Um, I just wanted to come out and just have an aggressive mindset, um, you know, regardless of who's on the floor. Uh, it's not about who they put on the floor. It's about what we need to get done. And uh, that's that's all that was on my mind. So there you have a little bit from Dame Lillard uh, after tonight's game, talking about uh, not taking this one for granted and giving a shout-out to that legendary Trevor Booker game from a couple of years ago when – uh, they were getting close to the playoffs. Utah was not a playoff team. They were clearly resting guys. They rested, uh, I think they rested Derek Favors. They rested Hayward. I think they rested pretty much everybody except Rudy Gobert, uh, if, I, if I recall. 
uh, maybe Gobert didn't even play. I, I, that game was so long ago. I know I was covering it, but uh, I just remember Trevor Booker having like 20 in the first quarter, and he finished with like 30-something 30, 30 uh, career game for him. And uh, But th- that example is is a cautionary tale of what can happen when you don't come out and play hard. And that was a a talented Blazers team. That was a playoff team that year that lost to Utah at home to, I mean, there's a bunch of guys on that team that I don't even think are in the league now. And you could probably say the same about some guys on the Knicks in a few years or next year. But uh, it's kind of, kind of shows you the growth that Lillard's had too is that uh, not only uh, does he have that urgency just to win games which I think uh, you know most players do they are competitive by nature but uh, to have that example in the back of in the back of his mind that experience and and to know uh, that this game could have been a kind of trap game and uh, I, I thought that he really just prevented that from happening from the very beginning he had some threes he got open he got loose and really just took it upon himself to make sure Portland got off to a great start now obviously he didn't do it all by himself he had a lot of help CJ McCollum had 20 points on 8 of 17 shooting 2 of 5 from 3 and also some some big buckets in the fourth quarter from CJ CJ really came on strong late he had 8 in the fourth uh, of those 20 so uh, really coming on strong CJ to help out Nurkic with another solid game 16 points 10 rebounds three assists uh, and, and Noah Vonley with 12 boards uh, and what was just another solid contribution from him and then you look at the bench you had three guys in double figures uh, Alfred Camino had 10 points and nine boards Alan Crabb had 11 points and two assists and then you had Evan Turner who had his first uh, really good game since coming back from that hand injury, uh, the broken hand, his his shooting hand, which obviously uh, you would expect that it would take a little bit of time for him to, to get in a rhythm and get back. He tried a different brace uh, in this game. It's the third brace that he's tried. Uh, this time, the brace that he was wearing, uh, rather than it being kind of a, an all-over-the-hand type of deal it had a hard shell on the top of his hand uh to protect that kind of exposed part when he's dribbling but there was a strap uh, a soft strap that went across his palm to kind of keep that pad on the top of the hand in place while also allowing him to uh, feel the ball so uh that strap allowed his palm to be exposed and he was able to actually have a handle on the ball which is super important to just playing basketball in general is you gotta gotta have a handle on it if you're gonna shoot and dribble, especially as much as Turner does for this team. He played 24 minutes in this game, and he talked about how he's adjusting to this new brace, how it's helped him, and also uh, how he kind of got going. I thought uh, one of the things that I thought helped his game was that his first basket was a dunk. He kind of cut off the ball. CJ found him for a slam. Uh, he dunked it, which I'm sure felt good, you know, for a guy coming off a broken hand to be like, oh, yeah, I can dunk too uh, with that hand. And uh, so he did that. And then he, he got a couple more shots in that in that quarter and, and, and got going a little bit. So uh, 
that was a good sign for the Blazers tonight that he was able to get going. And so here's Turner talking about the brace and uh, just coming back from that injury. Yeah, I mean, I can feel the ball. That's the biggest thing. Um, like I said, prior, I was trying to adjust to the ball on my palm and, uh, you know, getting some grip on it to make the moves I wanted to make. Um, obviously, I was able to, you know, shoot a little bit better. And um, most importantly, get to my spots and, you know, be aggressive and not think so much about it. And, uh, Pretty much it. That's the biggest relief, the mental, like you're not constantly thinking about it, worrying about it. Yeah, I mean, it's also mental and, you know, it's obviously also physical because I was dealing with it as well. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, it's a big relief that we were able to fix it and get it done and, you know, move, move past it. And, just, you know, it's not, uh, you know, something I don't you know, have to worry about, you know, as opposed to you know, worrying about the, the offense and the defense and things like that. And, you know, like I said, most importantly, getting to my spots and moving places uh, confidently. What's the next step for you uh, just in your return, next progression? Um, you know, it's obviously just um, getting my feel, feel for the game, uh, you know, playing good defense, you know, just earning my minutes back. You've been ducking much in practice? I know you got that first dunk. Kind no, of no, no, no. We haven't really been practice, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, uh, as I get older, I learn to say, you know what I'm saying, everything. <laughs> Is even how I uh, I don't even walk up the stairs to my house that much just to save my legs. So you know that's the biggest thing. But it had to be good to you know, dunk that and know that that hand is good. And, you know, just oh no, I'm just glad to get an easy bucket. <laughs> I, uh, I rarely ever get those, so uh, I'm just glad that you know CJ saw it. He threw a ball out. Glad I caught it and got roared with an easy bucket. It's so hard to get one nowadays, and uh, you know and, you know, get that on top of a win. So there, Evan Turner talking about uh, the brace and how he can feel the hand and, and, all, and all that stuff and how the, the difference that that made. Uh, so Turner perhaps getting back into the groove that he was in when he got hurt, which uh, was the best basketball that he played all season. It looked like the fit was was kind of working. And, uh, you know, he said something, uh, you know, in there about uh, – you know, focusing on, you know, just playing defense, earning those minutes back, and uh, we'll see if he will be able to earn those minutes back. Harkless played a little bit less tonight than he normally has, but at the same time, this was also kind of a a blowout type of game. Uh, Things were kind of rolling, and I don't don't necessarily want to take any a thing and and kind of extrapolate too much, especially with the wings. I feel like that's going to be fluid a lot for the rest of the season, and I don't necessarily think that Aminu or Turner or Harkless or even Crab are really going to. I don't necessarily know if there's like a, a number one there uh, option. Obviously, Harkless starts, and I think it's because of the fit. He's shot better than Aminu all year, but he's a better defender than Crab, and he doesn't need the ball like Turner. So I think Harkless in that spot is something that we're going to continue to see. I don't. There's no reason at this point with how Portland has played to tweak with the starting lineup. And uh, I, I think we'll, we'll keep on seeing this group out there. And uh, the more minutes that, that Nurkic and Vonley play together, the more minutes that Vonley plays, I feel like he's getting more comfortable. He had 12 boards tonight. Uh, and, I, and I think both of them obviously really play off each other well. I think it also helps too that they're they're kind of the same age and uh, it's been a it's been a while since I've checked in on the team, but you know when I was there tonight, 
even even little things that I think I didn't see. You know, for instance, Nurkic. Uh, if you've watched him or heard us talk about him, you know that he's got a you know he's a little chub. He's got a, he's got a little bit of love handles. Uh, he's not as skinny as most NBA players, I guess is what I mean to say. And uh, you know, even after the game, you hear Nurkic give or Vonleh giving Nurkic you know little little digs like oh you know you're fat <laughs> and, and things like that. And it, but it's that kind of joking locker roomness that. Vonleys kind of the Vonleys had with teammates before, but I do think that on a mental level and kind of a workplace camaraderie level, that it matters that he and Nurkic can kind of make fun of each other and joke with each other, and then they go on the court and play together. I never got the vibe really that Mason Plumley was a guy that Noah was gonna that that those guys were gonna be chumming it up, and uh. I think it's kind of uh, another wrinkle to this Nurkic fever and the fact that Vonley has played well since Nurkic got here, that uh, they're the same age and that there's kind of a, a an off court chemistry factor. And I and uh, whether Neil Olshay looked at that or not, I don't I don't know. I I mean I'm not gonna say that it was he knew that Nurkic and Vonley were going to mesh well. I think it's just one of those things that's kind of happened uh as a result of this trade and it's happening both on the court and off the court. And that was one of the cool things that I thought I saw in the locker room tonight was just there's a connection there with Nurkic and Vonley that I don't think was there with Plumley and Vonley. Uh so uh th- that's kind of interesting and a, a little a little bit of a wrinkle uh, to this story of this new Blazers team and new Blazers roster uh, that I think is kind of unfolding here. The Blazers get a victory over the New York Knicks tonight. It was kind of a, a boring game. There was like no energy in the crowd tonight. Uh, I think part of that was due to March Madness. The other part of it due to the fact that the Knicks suck and that they were without Carmelo Anthony, they were without D Rose. They had Porzingis out there who's great, but you know, most you know, he's still uh kind of uh I think he's still kind of like an NBA uh he, he he's more of like an NBA nerd curiosity than he is kind of a big star. Uh and so uh I don't know what it was about tonight. Maybe it was March Madness. I'm not sure, but there just was not a lot of energy tonight. I love Porzingis, by the way. I think he's going to be a star. He's my favorite. Uni- oh, well, he's my second favorite unicorn behind Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, and th- but the Knicks just didn't have it tonight. There wasn't a lot of energy in the building, and uh, Portland didn't really let that get to them tonight. I thought it was one of those games again, as I mentioned at the top, where there's a lot of. Uh, contextual factors to the game that you know could have pointed to a letdown and Portland just did not let it happen and uh I was impressed by that and uh to me that's another sign that uh this is a little bit of a different team than the one that we saw okay not a little bit a a big different team a very different team (laughs) a big different team you can tell it's late 
when I recorded this, when I said big different. Um, but yes, I, I do think that this team is continuing to evolve. Obviously, the fact that they're playing for something is a major factor in uh, the sense of urgency that they're playing with at the moment. But uh, they're playing with that urgency, and you can't take it away from them. So uh, Portland takes care of business. And it, 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 taking care of business for you when you're buying tickets is important. I think you should definitely check out SeatGeek. College basketball is in the home stretch, and the NBA playoffs are just around the corner. And the best way for you to get into the action is with SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to. And none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell their tickets. SeatGeek is the first place that I go to when I look for tickets to a game or concert. They have a really convenient app that I have on my phone, and when I need to look for tickets to a game or concert, I pull it up, I look at the ticket prices, I look at the seats, and I, I find the best available tickets, and I save time and money because SeatGeek does all the work. And on top of them doing all the work, they also make sure that you get the best deal and that's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade-based value. That's what they call their deal score. And you'll immediately see underpriced seats. And that allows you to find the best deals that fit your budget. But the best thing about SeatGeek is that my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. And to get that $20 rebate, you must download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code and enter promo code LOBLAZERS and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBLAZERS today. So Blazers are taking care of business. Uh, they have, as I mentioned, a, a condensed schedule, not necessarily a tough schedule in terms of the teams that they are playing, but... Uh, they're only getting one day off in between games at most uh, between now and the final game of the season. So uh, kind of a, a interesting wrinkle there uh, for the Blazers that now with that makeup game because of the Minnesota cancellation, uh, Portland is going to be every other day now, which is... Uh, kind of like the playoffs a little bit where where you get to every other day but uh that's where they're at right now uh it's a little bit of a different flow than they get for most of the season you know they have a lot of games they'll pack them in then they'll get some extended rest and, and they get more time off but right now they're they're just going to trying to get these last few games in uh and, and they needed a game like tonight i think where they take care of business the starters get pulled with a couple minutes left and, and and it's kind of a stress-free night for them. And so uh, just because, for the most part, they haven't had any of those this season, and if they can get any in this home stretch where they're trying to win games and trying to make up that ground on the Nuggets, uh, they, des they definitely need wins like the one they had tonight. Uh, another note for the Blazers, they shot 52% from long range. Uh, guys that helped them do that obviously Damon CJ uh were very good tonight uh but Alan Crabb was three of three from three Myers Leonard connected on his lone three-point attempt uh 
the rotation, uh, I feel like, is starting to take shape a little bit uh, for this Blazers team. Uh, we're kind of seeing, at least in the last few games, uh, kind of a consistent big man rotation for Portland. They will start their starting lineup, and then they'll put Myers out there for that first uh, run when Nurkic gets a, a blow, and they'll have him at center, and then they'll run him out there for a little while, but then they'll go to Vonley and play a more small ball unit that kind of is, is getting out there, getting out there and running, pushing the pace, and, and I think Vonley's done an excellent job in that role uh, as of late, so uh, he's only giving Stotts more reason to go to it I don't think that Leonard has played poorly in his minutes. Uh, I, I know, but he's he's dealing with a little bit of a hip issue, a little bit of a back issue. Jason Quick shed some light on that uh, earlier this week, so uh, we know now that he's dealing with some injuries that are kind of limiting him some. So that's something to watch for. That could be a reason, but at the same time, I don't just having watched them uh, and, and using the eye test, so to speak. Uh, Vonley hasn't really given Stotts a reason to have to go back to Myers. It, I, to me, Myers only playing seven, eight minutes a game as he has the last few is more of a reflection of how well Vonley has played than it is a reflection of how poorly Myers has played because I don't think he's played poorly uh, over uh, these last few games. So that's uh, something to watch for. And again, uh, you know, this is kind of a different team now. So he may not get as much run as I thought he would have if this team didn't have Nurkic against a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, but uh, there are some pretty good bigs on Minnesota, and, and maybe he gets a call then. But uh, so, so we'll see. But as of late, the, the rotation has been Nurkic as the as the starting center, Vonley as the power forward, then Myers comes and gives Nurkic a little bit of a rest, but then Vonley comes and relieves uh, Leonard after that, which, uh, you know, Nurkic can only play so many minutes. I mean, he's not in the best shape that he can be. He's not even in the best shape that he was earlier this year. Uh, uh, we talked to Adam Mars from Locked On Nuggets a couple of weeks ago when the trade, or a month ago now when the trade went down, and uh, you know he said that Nurkic showed up to camp best shape he's ever been, but then he ballooned after he lost his starting spot. So uh, he's still kind of fighting through that, and uh, I think it's a, a, a to not overextend Nurkic, I think – the way that they've been going uh, is a good way to go with Nurkic as the small ball five, Aminu, Turner, CJ, Crab, that crew. Uh, it, it, I like the way that group is looking. So uh, Vonley continuing to play well. The big man rotation starting to take shape. Turner maybe getting into a little bit of a rhythm. And, and Portland... Uh, really just avoided a letdown tonight, and that's all they had to do. So uh, I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Blazers podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audioboom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast, we're there. Uh, leave us a five-star review because that really helps us. And we will be back with you next time. Portland plays the Minnesota Timberwolves on Saturday at home. They have a back-to-back -back once again this weekend. They play Minnesota on Saturday. Then they head down to Los Angeles to play the Lakers on Sunday. So uh, two games that Portland uh, 
needs to have to keep pace two games that on the schedule they should have the wolves are slumping right now losers of four straight so uh portland needs to take advantage of that but at the same time uh Minnesota came in here uh, last year around the same time and and shocked Portland around that time. So uh, they'll have to be ready for another a game against a, a, a more talented team uh, than the one they faced tonight uh, in the Knicks. So Minnesota Saturday, Lakers on Sunday. So until next time, uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.